Welcome to News Data's Energy West, a podcast about the energy industry today and where it's going tomorrow. Hi, I'm Dan Catchpole, reporter with News Data's Clearing Up, and this week I've got our top 10 stories from 2022. So we're following up from last week's episode where my colleague Jason Fordney brought you the top 10 stories from News Data's California Energy Mart. All right, so let's jump in. 2022 was another exciting roller coaster year in the energy world in the Northwest and in the West. So, uh, starting off, our 10th story here uh, is conservation groups prevail in a lawsuit over Alaska fishing. So, conservation groups uh, fighting to for stricter regulations on uh, fishing of endangered salmon species and other uh, threatened fish species in the Northwest, won a key legal victory uh, that put a stop on some fishing in Alaska that the U.S. district judge in this case said, you know what, the federal uh, regulators here didn't do adequate analysis to see if this fishing up in Alaska would hurt uh, salmon runs in Washington and Oregon. So that's on hold right now. The fishing in in Alaska is on hold while they figure this out. So number nine, here's something you've probably never heard about, the Inflation Reduction Act. Uh, So the Inflation Reduction Act uh, comes in as our ninth story. It pumped a lot of money, or it's going to pump a lot of money into uh, the energy world, as we all know. I mean, there have been headlines all over the the country, uh, all over the news since this passed in August. But, I mean, it really is hard to understate or to overstate, hard to overstate the significance that this legislation and the billions of dollars that it is going to uh, open the tap to, uh, it's hard to overstate the significance of this. So the legislation includes provisions affecting uh, clean energy programs, jobs, domestic manufacturing, electric vehicles, greenhouse gas emissions, uh, building resilient communities, and so on and so on and so on. Uh, it's you know got money in there for smaller utilities to acquire in, uh, renewable energy projects and, and some other major developments. So it'll be really exciting and interesting to see how this plays out in the years to come. So stay tuned. Okay, let's see. Number eight, uh, BPA 2022 Transmission Cluster Study. I know, it's a really exciting name, right? No, but seriously, this actually uh, was, a, this, despite its very dry you know, uh, pedestrian name, this was a uh, really important study. It was released August 4th. The uh, BPA is looking at 144 transmission service requests representing more than 11 thousand megawatts primarily of solar storage and wind projects most are seeking to send renewable energy from the east of the cascade range to portland and seattle uh so this may have this study might have identified a path to meeting the region's clean energy goals Uh, so i mean hey if they can realize that that is a big step forward all right number seven western drought bakes the landscape well 2022 saw devastating long-running drought conditions across the West as hydroelectric project water levels plummeted, agricultural fields went fallow, and water conservation measures were called for in the Golden State and elsewhere. Now, the majority of the western U.S., from southern Montana to the U.S.-Mexico border and from the Pacific Ocean to the Rocky Mountains, experienced the region's worst mega-drought in at least 1,200 years. I will say that again, the worst mega drought in an estimated 1,200 years. 
Key drivers of this are uh, believed to be climate change that increased evaporation and dried out soil and vegetation, uh, according to the U.S. Drought Monitor. Now, during the, this past year, Lake Powell, Lake Mead, and the Great Salt Lake reached record low levels. However, significant rainfall and heavy mountain snows occurred in California, Oregon, and Washington, uh, continuing in the fall into December, and that alleviated the drought somewhat. But uh, nevertheless, the drought monitor said in September that it'll take several years of above-normal precipitation and springtime melt of many winters of heavy mountain snowpack to bring reservoir levels back up to normal. Now, number six. Washington and Oregon adopt bans on sales of new gas-powered vehicles by 2035. So Washington and Oregon mirrored uh, California emission standards, and they're going to ban the sale of new gas-powered light-duty vehicles, trucks, and SUVs starting in 2035. The ban, though, phases in starting in 2025 by requiring zero-emission vehicles to constitute at least 35% of all new vehicle states sales in each state, and then that gradually moves up until they hit 100% in 2035. Again, uh, you know, another story that's hard to understate the significance of that. This is uh, state pol- or state policymakers really putting the gas pedal down on accelerating electrification of transportation. Do you see what I did there with that bad pun? Thank you it's for staying Thank you for not turning the podcast off. Okay, number five, BPA revenues climb to new highs. BPA recorded net revenues of nearly $1 billion in fiscal year 2022, making it the most lucrative year on record for the power marketing agency. Bonneville Power Administration markets the power from the Northwest Federal Hydroelectric System that is in the Columbia Basin. And so with all of that late and plentiful spring runoff, they were able to, you know, it was a windfall, I guess, uh, for them with the rest of the West in drought. And during all these summer heat waves, BPA was able to cash in and market sales and selling that surplus power. In fact, their uh, trading floor revenue was $900 million than they had projected in their most recent rate case. So not a bad year for BPA. This is a an agency that just a few years ago, uh, some folks were you know saying, oh, they're headed for a financial cliff. Uh, I think uh, accurate reporting shows that that was a little overblown, which as we reported at the time, others you know, anyways. Uh, but nonetheless, they had some serious financial stuff to deal with, uh, and this is I think indicative of how much things have turned around. That this isn't uh, this banner year wasn't staunching the bleeding, but this was a really a year that uh, they could really celebrate. And one of the most important things affecting Bonneville's um, operations year to year is fish. Back to those fish that we talked about at the beginning. And this is our number four story, a bit of good news in the fish world. Ocean conditions, restoration work are consi- and restoration work are considered to have helped out in one of the best salmon runs on record. That's right. You heard that correctly. For anybody following uh, fish and power in the Northwest. It is usually just one bad headline after another. This year, though, it was uh, a year of really good news. Uh, well, at least relatively speaking. <laughs> Long term, still problems. But uh, the forecast for fish returns, salmon returning to the rivers to uh, procreate, were way above no- what NOAA Fisheries had predicted. 
And uh, they, let's see, the record, they had a record run of more than 663,000 sockeye making it back to Bonneville Dam. That's the highest number dating back to 1938. Uh, Summer Chinook, Coho, and Pacific Lamprey also had strong years. Okay, we're down to our last three. So if you're playing along at home, time to get your last bets in on what are going to be the top three stories for 2022. And you know what? If you guys disagree or have some, if you think something was left out, we didn't place it high enough, please send me a line, dcatchpoll at newsdata.com, or you can find me on Twitter at, at dcatchpoll. Uh, on, that's my handle on Twitter, or at CU Newsdata. California Energy Markets is at CEM Newsdata. We're both on Twitter, so... Drop us a line if you think we missed something or didn't put it high enough. Okay, last three stories here. Number three, Klamath Dam removals get the final okay. So after several years of working on this, uh, the the, uh, FERC, Federal Energy Regulatory Commission, gave final approval to remove four lower Klamath dams. Uh, Pacific Corps owns the project and was... Uh, had decided that rather than relicense them, it would rather remove them. This is going to be a one of the biggest dam removal projects in the Northwest. Uh, the four dams had a combined capacity of 163 megawatts and produced uh, just under 700,000 megawatt hours per year. So, I mean, these dams are not huge, but they aren't small. They're These are substantial dams. And uh, this was the one of the biggest, like I said, one of the biggest dam removal uh, approvals in in the Northwest, possibly the largest one. Uh, if you know, let, let me know because I'm not entirely sure. But I know it's big, so there you go. Okay, number two, Western Energy Market Momentum. 2022 was a year, if, there, if it was a year of anything, it was a year of uh, moving closer to having organized markets in the West, uh, and like deeper organized markets. There's the imbalance market that Kaiso operates, the California Independent System Operator. The imbalance markets, for anybody who doesn't know, they're like handle kind of like the very margin of how much energy you need from like five minutes to five minutes. So it's you know making sure that you've got enough from small you know small moments to small moments, minute to minute. So these are not huge chunks of the energy that you're you're providing, but this year, uh, Kaiso, California Independent System Operator, and the Southwest Power Pool both released their proposals to have what are called day ahead markets. These are where you are trading uh, energy for the de- the next day, day ahead. Uh, it's these exist largely as in part as financial markets, but they also are you're actually also are buying and moving actual energy that you need to acquire, but uh, because they're financial markets, they're like trying to get a better deal out of what you have. Uh, they like eighty percent, ninety percent depends varies from entity to entity, but a huge amount of the energy that a utility actually provides to its consumers and any given day moves through these markets. So the Southwest Power Pool and Kaiso are vying to expand or create these day ahead markets in the West. It's kind of a competition to see who will win out. Maybe they both develop markets, maybe only one of them, or maybe the whole thing founders on a rock not yet seen. 
Uh, it's happened before. There have been plenty of efforts uh, and attempts to create a large organized market in the West. None have been successful so far. So this seemed to be a huge step forward, though, because a lot of entities, big entities, such as Pacific Core, Bonneville, Seattle City Light, Idaho Power, uh, Salt Lake River Project. I mean, there's some of the biggest utilities in the West uh, seem very committed to joining an organized market that is seen, widely seen, by a lot of uh, you know, industry of. of uh, industry observers as being a key step to going to a full regional transmission organization, which uh, would be a complete organized market where all the energy is moving through a centralized market. And that brings us to the number one story in the energy industry in the Northwest in 2022. What's it going to be? Last chance to get your bets on in. Uh, okay, so number one story for clearing up in 2022, the Snake River Dam issue heats up. So last year brought a slew of activity over whether to breach the four lower Snake River dams. And it climaxed with a report in August from Washington, two of Washington state's top elected officials, Governor Jay Inslee and Senator Patty Murray. These uh, two stalwart Democrats were considered to be the, if any politician is going to support uh, removing the lower Snake River dams, it was considered to be these two. And now advocates for removing these dams say that is the only way to give uh, the endangered and threatened fish species on this river a chance at restoration. Proponents of keeping the dam say, we can't keep the lights on in the Northwest without these dams. And also they provide, you know, they help provide irrigation for crops in Idaho and uh, Southeastern Washington, as well as uh, transportation. And also they're federally mandated as part of their uh, mission purpose to um, for recreation uses. So Inslee and Murray had pushed to get a study uh, to consider, you know, how realistic is it to remove these dams? What's the cost? What are the alternatives? What are the issues? And so this uh, report had been long anticipated. Anybody was going to support removing the dams. Uh, folks considered it would be Inslee and Murray. And it came back and said, basically, this is not feasible or responsible to remove the dams until the energy and economic benefits of the system can be replaced. The, the study did acknowledge that breaching the dams would give the salmon the best chance of recovering. But again, they said this, you can't just knock them down. This is, that would dev be devastating for the region. So this is, uh, the fight goes on, but this was a serious, uh, you know, a serious blow for advocates of removing the snake river dams. We'll see where it takes us next year though. Uh, but you know, a huge, Huge development in that fight. Uh, this is something that the White House had been weighing in on, seeming to kind of throw its weight somewhat unofficially behind uh, some of the dam removal advocates, but not, you know, it, the White House so far hasn't appeared to want to take on Inslee and Murray over this or you know, defenders of the dams. We'll see, though, what comes next. It was, like I said, it was an exciting year. Thanks for coming along. And with us uh, through 
through all the turns and twists. And we're looking forward to a really exciting 2023. So we'll be right here as always. Please stay tuned. And again, drop us a line if you've got any thoughts about anything we missed or anything that you think should be higher or just whatever. Anyways, thanks for tuning in. Uh, This is Dan Catchpole from Clearing Up, and we will see you back here next week.